Hello and welcome to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny. Today is Monday, September 18th, and I hope that you are having a wonderful day. Happy Monday, everybody. Did you have a good weekend? I sure hope you did. I had a nice weekend. Went camping with the wife, got outside, enjoyed the nice weather. No complaints. Looking to have a good week now. If this is your first time listening, I want to say welcome. My Daily Trivia is a 10-round quiz show with no specific themes, topics, or categories. We do, however, have a new episode every day, Monday through Friday, with each day getting progressively harder. So, of course, we want to start off a little easy. Every Monday should just be a nice intro to the week, so today is the easiest day of trivia that we can offer you. Now, of course, if you find this episode to be a bit challenging, not to fear, I encourage you to listen anyway. As a matter of fact, I think you should listen to every episode this week. You never know, you might surprise yourself, and you might actually know the answer to some pretty difficult questions. And even if you don't know the answer, well, you might learn something along the way. On the other hand, if you find this episode to be a bit too simple, well, try again tomorrow. Check in on Tuesday because we're going to make it a little bit harder. So, without any further delay, let's get into today's round of questions. Question Number one, Mauna Loa is the largest volcano on Earth located in which U.S. state? And that U.S. state is Hawaii. Mauna Loa is one of five volcanoes that form the island of Hawaii in the U.S. state of Hawaii in the Pacific Ocean. The largest sub-aerial volcano in both mass and volume, Mauna Loa has historically been considered the largest volcano on Earth, dwarfed only by a volcano called Tamu Massif. Tamu Massif is in the northern Pacific Ocean under the water, whereas Mauna Loa is mostly exposed. Now, Mauna Loa's most recent eruption was actually last year. It began on November 27th of 2022 and ended on December 13th. No recent eruptions of this volcano have actually caused fatalities, although eruptions in 1926 and then again in 1950 did destroy some villages. But, of course, what can you expect when you have the largest volcano on Earth? Once again, that is located in the U.S. state of Hawaii. Moving on to question number two. During the era of prohibition in the United States, what substance was prohibited leading to the banning of its production, sale, and transportation? And of course, that banned the production, sale, and transportation of alcohol. The Prohibition era was a period in the United States from 1920 to 1933, during which a nationwide constitutional law prohibiting the production, importation, transportation, and sale of alcoholic beverages was enacted. The alcohol industry was curtailed, by a succession of state legislators, and finally it was ended nationwide under the 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution, which was ratified on January 16th of 1919. Prohibition ended 
with the ratification of the 21st Amendment, which repealed the 18th Amendment on December 5th of 1933. Now, I was actually quite surprised to learn this. Of course, I live in America. I've heard about prohibition, but in my mind, I never thought that prohibition was 13 years long. In my mind, I always thought maybe three years, maybe four years, maybe seven at the most. But to think that 13 years was how long that prohibition lasted is actually quite impressive. So moving on to question number three. In the sport of long-distance running, what is the name of the race that covers a distance of 26.2 miles, which is roughly equivalent to 42.12 kilometers? And of course, that is the marathon. The marathon is a long-distance foot race with a distance of 26.2 miles or 42.195 kilometers. The marathon was one of the original modern Olympic events in 1896, although the distance did not become standardized until 1921. Now today, more than 800 marathons are held throughout the world each year, with some larger marathons having up to tens of thousands of participants. Uh, fun fact, the origin of the marathon came from the Battle of Marathon. That was a battle that took place in ancient Greece. It was between the Persians and the Greeks in 490 BC. Now, after the Greeks defeated the Persians, a messenger ran the distance between Marathon and Athens without stopping, only to arrive, proclaim the victory, then collapse and die. Now, I personally have ran two marathons. I neither uh, collapsed nor died, but I also didn't proclaim victory. And my guess is that that messenger probably ran it faster than I did too. So that's the history of the marathon. That's the distance of the marathon. And that's my personal experience with the marathon. Question number four. What natural fiber, often associated with luxury and softness, is derived from the fine hairs of a particular type of Asian caterpillar. And the answer there is silk. Silk is a natural protein fiber, some forms of which can be woven into textiles. The protein fiber of silk is composed mainly of fibroin and is produced by certain insect larvae to form their cocoons. The best known silk is obtained from the cocoons of the larvae of the mulberry silkworm, and oftentimes these are just reared in captivity. So, once again, that natural fiber that you associate so often with luxury and softness, that is called silk. Question number five. How many sides does a typical American stop sign have? And the answer there is eight. It has eight sides. It's an octagon. In the United States, stop signs are 30 inches across opposite flats of the red octagon 
with three quarters of an inch of a white border. Now, here's an interesting story. The first ever stop sign was created by a Detroit policeman named Harold Jackson. He was working as a traffic guard at a busy intersection, and on one of the cross streets, it had a particularly low visibility turn entering the intersection. This almost always forced Sergeant Jackson to slow down and hold back the traffic entering from that street. Now, looking for ways to make his job a little easier, he took a rectangular piece of plywood, cut off the corners to give it a distinct shape, wrote stop over the center, and placed it facing the street. He noticed that his innovation improved the overall traffic flow through the intersection. After he shared his experience with fellow officers at a meeting, the practice started to spread across the city intersections, and eventually this went on to become nationwide. Now, I wanted to share that with you. I found it, I found it kind of funny because, of course, most of the time, you take these things for granted. We take it for granted that there are stop signs. You would never think that there was a first stop sign, right? Or the fact that there was even a story behind it. But the next time you stop at a stop sign, you might even be stopping one in your car right now. I hope you think of that police sergeant, Harold Jackson. Moving on to question number six. In a website browser address bar, what does WWW stand for? And those three W's stand for World Wide Web. The World Wide Web, commonly just known as the web, is an information system that enables information sharing over the internet through user-friendly ways meant to appeal to users beyond just IT specialists and hobbyists. The World Wide Web has become the world's dominant information systems platform. It is the primary tool that billions of people use worldwide to interact with the internet. So once again, next time you go online, you see that www, that stands for World Wide Web. Question number seven. In the context of wedding planning, what is the term often used to describe a bride who is very controlling and demanding when it comes to the details and arrangements of her wedding? And that term is bridezilla, bridezilla. A bridezilla is a bride whose behavior is seen as demanding or unreasonable. The word comes from bride and zilla, which is in reference to Godzilla, the Japanese fictional monster who destroys cities. So, of course, combining that with bride uh, is quite a combination. Now, Dictionary.com defines the term as, quote, a soon-to-be bride who is overly involved with the details of her wedding and becomes extremely self-centered, demanding, or otherwise difficult to tolerate, end quote. So once again, that is a bridezilla, and I hope you don't have to run into a bridezilla anytime soon. Question number eight. What type of race is the Tour of France? 
and that, of course, is a bicycle race. The Tour of France, also known as the Tour de France in French, is an annual men's multiple-stage bicycle race that's primarily held in France. It is the oldest of the three grand tours and is generally considered the most prestigious. Now, fun fact, the average amount of sweat that is generated by racers during the Tour of France is actually enough to flush a modern toilet 39 times. Yes, you heard that correct. The average amount of sweat that is generated by these men on their bicycles is enough to flush your toilet at home 39 different times. Now, I did not conduct that myself. I have no way to prove that. But apparently, that is a study that was actually conducted. So, next time you're flushing your toilet, I guess you could think about all those guys on the Tour of France, on their bicycles, racing and racing enough to flush that toilet. Moving on to question number nine. What is the color of a giraffe's tongue? And the answer there is purple or blue. We probably would have accepted either purple or blue. Now the front of a giraffe's tongue, typically the part that we see, is very dark in color. That's the purple or blue coloration. Uh, But the back, the base of the tongue, which we don't typically see, is actually pink, much like our tongues. Although not scientifically proven yet, many experts actually believe that this darker pigment is nature's way of protecting giraffe tongues against ultraviolet rays. Giraffes use their long tongues to wrap around leaves that grow at the top of trees. So this type of quote-unquote sunscreen will help prevent them from getting sunburned while they eat. Uh, Now, I personally have that problem all over my body. I'm very white, very pale, and so perhaps I need a little bit more of that purple or blue, such as a giraffe's tongue. Moving on to our final question of the day. Question number 10. What species of fish is Nemo from Finding Nemo. And the answer there is a clownfish. Nemo is a clownfish. Finding Nemo is a 2003 American comedy adventure drama produced by Pixar Animation Studios. It tells the story of an overprotective clownfish named Marlin, who, along with a forgetful regal blue tangfish named Dory, searches for his missing son, Nemo. Along the way, Marlin learns to take risks and come to terms with Nemo taking care of himself. I personally love the movie. It came out when I was quite young, and my favorite character, my favorite part of the movie was always Crush the Turtle. I always thought that guy was quite funny. So that will conclude this round of My Daily Trivia. Of course, if you found this round to be a bit simple, check in tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit harder. And of course, if you found it a little bit difficult, I think you should check in anyway. Once again, I hope you all are having a great Monday. I want to remind all of you to tell your friends, tell your families about our show. We're trying to grow the community here at My Daily Trivia. I want to thank all of you again for listening to My Daily Trivia. I'm your host, Danny, and I will see all of you tomorrow.